Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. There is a saying that embodies the idea of absolute and unwavering commitment. That saying is burn your boats, which is to say when you make a decision or a commitment, there's no plan B, no escape clause, no way to back out of the commitment. And my good friend, Garrett Gunderson has made a pretty bold commitment. He's made one of the riskiest moves that I've seen in a really long time. He just spent what most people would consider a fortune on training, coaching, Hollywood-level film producer and production crews and other consultants to create this one-hour comedy special primarily focused around the topic of money and personal finance. In June of 2021, I was fortunate to be invited to the live taping. It is seriously a level 10. It met all expectations and exceeded them. It's honestly hilarious. Now, before this film is actually made available, Garrett's going to be doing a multi-city tour, and it may be coming to a city near you. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Okay, so why did he do it? Why comedy? You know, I would say the taboo topics of politics and religion have a stepchild, which is money and personal finance. You know, the stack of cognitive biases that prevent the mind from rationally evaluating financial strategy, it's pretty thick. The exception is someone having an open mind. However, the rule is that what's familiar, what's status quo, it's to stay on that course. So Garrett hypothesizes that the humor is a catalyst to breaking through these filters. But he's written books, three of them. One of them, a New York Times bestseller. He's been in the space for over 20 years. And despite what most would consider a success, you know, his mission is to break through what keeps holding people back from living a life that they truly want. He's spoken on videos, has a pretty broad social media audience, and he's taken his message, he believes, as far as he can go. And in this three-part uh, video podcast series, you're gonna learn a few things about what he's doing and why he's doing it. So number one is how powerful ideas have made their way into our belief systems and with really any vetting, scrutiny, or evaluation, and how difficult it is to go back and objectively understand these beliefs without shortcuts such as humor. Number two, unique perspective on wealth and what people are really after with their goals like 
retirement or financial freedom. And in the third episode, we're going to talk about Garrett's journey where he's put his essentially a really successful career and reputation at risk and why he's done it and everything that has led up to this point in time and this decision. You guys are going to love these episodes. Can't wait for you to experience this new content from Garrett uh, to learn more about his tour. And if it's coming to a city near you, go ahead over to freeflow.group. That's freeflow.group. Or you can go to the show notes of this episode and the links will be there. Enjoy. And so like, because I mean, I don't know if we're designed to sit still. He's certainly not designed to sit still. Right. And it's, it's cool to look back. Like I was a miser when I was first married. Yeah. And so I was all about the game of preservation and cutting and budgeting. Yeah. And my kids are fascinated when they hear these stories because they don't know that version yeah. of it. And I remember my youngest asked my wife, like, why does dad like that? And she goes, I just thought it would be the best thing for our family at the time. I was like, oh, God, that was so healing. Like, she's let me, like, our first year of marriage, I really felt like my wife was going, what the hell did I get into? So I'm like, hey, like, we need to balance this checkbook. Why are you spending so much on your classroom? You're supposed to get paid as a teacher and I'll be paying out. Like, hey, why is this electrical bill so high? Like, you know, like, <laughs> just ridiculous. And she was patient. And she just keeps holding a mirror up and saying, is this what you want? Is this who you want to be? And she creates that powerful listening for me. I could be like, I could probably do better. And for her to still love that version, but appreciate this version even more. And we can probably go on. We should totally do another one of these. But maybe, <laughs> right. how would you... How this is you, probably good that we're not talking finance because people can learn finance from your book and yeah. from my book and all the stuff. But like, this is the stuff that I think that's underneath it that really captures wealth. Yeah. And that's where I wanted to go is I believe there's a very, maybe it's not direct... But there is a total correlation between your enjoyment of life, who you are, and your understanding of wealth and your experience of wealth, right? Because we all live in a society that we should be like in amazement 24-7 because of like how we get to live compared to the past. But yet there's still people that are absolutely miserable. Then you have people with lots of money, right? That there it's this insatiable thing where they think that physical things are going to quench that thirst. And so I look at just at least my experience of things, I would love to get your thoughts is your levels of, I would say, impact have improved, right? And impact, I mean, ways in which you create wealth, right? It's improved because of your internal improvement. Do you think that there's I'm not sure if there's a direct correlation, but I know that there is definitely a tie. At least that's my experience. Yeah. I mean, we're in a consumeristic society where the eternal quest is for more. Well, the but limbic my, brain, yeah. like the limbic brain, the limbic part of our brain, like that monkey brain, like all it knows is to consume and consume as much as possible. Hey, taking a break from the show, don't forget that as a podcast listener, you get free access to the financial independence calculator at thewealthstandard.com forward slash calculator. You see, when asked a simple question, what are you ultimately trying to achieve financially? 99% of respondents say, I want to retire someday. I was shocked a few years ago when I learned two statistics. Number one, how few people actually saved anything for retirement. And number two, of those that did save, less than 20% would ever successfully save enough and not have to keep on working. I couldn't believe it. 
I then realized that what people really want isn't retirement, but financial freedom and ultimately a reasonable way to get there. That's why I designed the Financial Independence Calculator. You can get access by going to thewealthstandard.com forward slash calculator. Now back to the show. But I was like, in redefining the game, it changed everything for me. What if more meant more peace and less worry? What if more meant more leisure and less sacrifice? What if more meant more meditation and more recreation and less frustration? And in my 20s, I had so much ambition that more meant more revenue, even more employees. So I could tell people how many employees I had. You remember my office back then, you know, it was way extravagant for where I was at at that point in my career. I mean, you know, it was more about like more show and less personal growth because I didn't have time for it because the work was being at work versus the work being like working on myself. I had enough of it because there was a carrot of like, well, if I do this work, then like, I remember one of our mutual friends, Vince is like, go do landmark. And I thought it was just going to make me a better financial advisor. And it did, but not for the reason I thought it would. And in my twenties, I did a lot of talking in this podcast. I did a lot of talking today, but now I'm really focusing on listening more and not just listening to people, but listening to intuition, because I feel like intuition is source. It is the knowing that is like the divine path or divine will. And I can have free will, but that could be a lot like a detour a lot of times than just listening to that intuition. I still have choice whether to pay attention to it or not. And that might be a little bit more deep on the philosophical level, but I found that to be true. And look, I, I don't always listen to my intuition. I was in LA and walking and I saw this kid look like he was really in pain and like angst and like mental pain, but like didn't look like he'd been homeless if he had been homeless for a long, but he had no shoes on my intuition. Like go talk to him. I just walk by. It was inconvenient because it was through other people. And I was like, and then I'm walking to the airport and I was like, I see this girl and I'm like, she's a little bit heavier, but she was beautiful. And I'm like, just go tell her she's beautiful. But I was like, oh, well, I'm married. That might be weird. And then again, my intuition is like, maybe she just need to hear that in that moment. But Interesting. I start rationalizing and justifying out of safety, out of protection, out of like convenience or inconvenience or hustle or like, and so when I'm listening to my intuition is I had a dream to write a one man show. It was a dream. I woke up, I'm like, I'm doing it. And you've seen it and you've seen the impact it has. And it's not even officially out yet, but like that's intuition. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Oh,